0: Marriage support and divorce coaching may not be needed by you personally, but almost everyone knows someone dealing with the trials of this difficult journey. Please share this podcast with someone, you know, who might be dealing with the challenges of divorce or a difficult marriage. The tools that I have are life-changing. And I know this because I have experienced this in my own life and I have seen it in the lives of my clients. And I want to share these tools with everyone that can benefit from them. Welcome everyone. Thanks for being here with me today. The topic today is called divorce is always an option that might surprise you that um, I'm suggesting that divorce is always an option, but hang on with me. Hopefully by the end of the call today, you'll understand why that's a good thing. I am definitely pro-marriage and I support marriage. I believe in marriage. I believe that any two people that are devoted to having a successful marriage can come together and have a happy marriage. I'm not pro-divorce, but... I think it's an important concept that we are going to talk about today about why it should always be an option in any marriage, regardless of the situation, circumstances, background. It's important to always recognize that it is an option. All right. And we're going to talk about some of the reasons for that. To begin with, I want to talk about why divorce Sometimes we believe divorce isn't an option. I know for me and a lot of folks that are in a very conservative religious culture, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and our teachings are pro-marriage, pro-family. We support the family and uh, marriage unions in every way possible, especially in the past. It was probably... Seeing that divorce was not an option in our religions. And I know in some cultures and Muslim religions and even some devout Catholic faiths, they don't consider divorce an option when a couple gets married. And there can be a lot of shame and guilt and perceived failure if you do get a divorce. I think that can create a really difficult painful existence. If you're in an unhappy marriage, if you believe that divorce really isn't an option for you, then I have worked with several clients who become depressed, really even get seriously suicidal because they feel like they can't possibly live in the situation and the marriage that they're in because they believe divorce is not an option. So one of the reasons why I want to talk about this today is we always have a choice. It is central to our God-given creation, right? It's part of our human experience. Just as much as we know that life is always a balance of 50-50, positive and negative experiences, positive and negative emotions We also have been given our agency to choose. And that means we can choose everything, everything in our lives. And just because we make the choice to get married at some point in our lives, it doesn't mean that's a one time choice. Actually, healthy relationships, healthy marriages are ones where people choose every day, where both partners choose daily to be married, to put their effort into their marriage, to put time and thought and really work hard at creating the marriage they want to have. That's why I'm discussing this today. That's why I feel like it's an important topic because we actually do have choices. We have a choice every day about how we're going to live and think and believe. I know that if you believe I made a choice to get married and then I no longer have that choice open to me anymore, it can really lead to a lot of pain and misery that's unnecessary. We really do have choices. It's important to remember that and embrace your choice because you really are continuing to make a choice. If you stay in a marriage or if you leave a marriage, you're continuing to make that choice every day. It's not something that you just do one time. I want to first start talking about some of the limiting beliefs that we impose on ourselves. So if you did grow up in, let's say, a, a religious environment where you believe that marriage is, you know, ordained of God and a worthy ambition, but that you believe you don't have an option to get a divorce, then that can be one of your limiting beliefs that divorce is not an option. And God never limits our agency, He never restricts us from the freedom to choose. It's not true. Divorce is an option. And so if you are believing now, or maybe you did in the past, I know I was, I believe that for some time that divorce was not an option, that I had already made a choice to get married and that now I no longer had the freedom to choose. That belief limits you. It limits your agency. It limits your capacity to get creative about solving the problems that you're facing in your marriage. It's a healthy belief for all people that are married to accept that divorce is always an option it's always one option. Maybe it's not the option you want to choose, but it is an option in a healthy marriage and a healthy relationship. Ending that relationship should always be a choice. And the opposite is true. Staying in the marriage, being married, that's also always a choice. And if you ever get to the point where you feel like you're just staying in your marriage out of obligation because you don't have a choice, you're not going to have a happy marriage. <laughs> you're not going to be fulfilled and experience the joy and happiness that you could have in your marriage if you believed that divorce was always an option. The freedom of having the ability to choose actually brings you much more enjoyment and fulfillment in. All of your relationships in your life. Okay. So the first limiting belief that I wanted to talk about is that divorce is not an option. All right. That's a belief that you want to eliminate. Okay. We want to get rid of that one. Another one I know that many people believe is that they will offend God if they do get a divorce or that people will judge me. That might be true. People will judge you. People may judge you no matter what you do. It's not a reason. To get a divorce or to stay in your marriage. Those are decisions that you need to make personally. I don't want you to fall under the false notion that you shouldn't get a divorce because you would offend God or that people will judge you. Okay. Those are not reasons to stay in a marriage. They're not true. First, I don't believe you will offend God for getting a divorce. I believe that God wants everyone to be happy. And I also believe that God knows it takes two people to make a healthy, thriving, successful marriage, and one person can't do it alone. Many times, the only path to happiness is through divorce. It's not possible to have a healthy, successful marriage or home environment in a broken marriage where one person has decided that they want out and they're not willing to try anymore. And so I don't believe God is offended if you get a divorce. I think God knows each of us individually, intimately, personally, we can ask him, we can consult him and he can help us make those decisions. It's a limiting belief to believe that God is offended by divorce. Just don't think that's true. Some other limiting beliefs that I know I have felt and that many of my clients believe is that I will no longer fit in in my congregation or that it's someone else's job to make me happy. So if you feel unhappy in your marriage and you're blaming your spouse for not making you happy, then that's what we would call emotional childhood. And I've addressed this many times in the past, but it's no one else's job to make you happy. That's your job. If you are blaming someone else for anything that is happening in your life, you need to really do some introspection and reevaluate your life and take responsibility for your own choices because it's no one else's job to give you the quality of life that you want. That's your responsibility. Okay. So those are the limiting beliefs that I feel like surround the idea of divorce. And for those reasons, many people stay in a marriage when they're unhappy and it's not healthy. It's not better to stay in a marriage when you're miserable and when you recognize that it's not going to work, it's not better to stay in because you're believing these limiting thoughts. It's not going to help you and it's not going to change the situation in your marriage. I know that it's a natural progression. Many times we have these limiting beliefs because that's what we're taught in our culture or in our religion. Maybe it's not explicitly taught, but we just assume that it's true, that divorce isn't an option in my face. I think nowadays We recognize that it really is. It's much more prevalent and we're much more aware of what is going on in other people's lives because of social media, how connected we all are. It's a natural assumption. I think if you come from a a strong religious culture, you can easily fall into this limiting idea that divorce is not an option, but I want to help you today by enlightening you by sharing this thought that it is It is always an option available to you. Also, you may have your own self-imposed beliefs and expectations that keep you in an unhealthy marriage. You may have decided for yourself, divorce isn't an option for me. I don't fail. I know for me and many other type A overachieving personality types, we can be reluctant to accept failure. Let's put it that way. We can be so determined to make a marriage work that we're unwilling to let it fail, to let it end. You know, I know for me, I'm a high achiever and I don't like to quit. I don't usually quit on something that I commit to. It can be my own self-imposed expectations that are causing me to not accept the reality that divorce should be an option in my marriage. You know, I'm used to being successful in things that I do especially in marriage and in my family. It's so important to me. I know for me, it was very difficult to accept that my marriage would end in divorce and accept that that failure was part of my life. And I have seen that with many of my clients. Like I mentioned earlier, one person cannot determine the success of a marriage And when one person has decided that it's over or they're unwilling to live by the covenants and promises that they've made, then you don't really have a choice anymore. The other person, you know, I could have stayed in my marriage, even though um, my ex wanted to sometimes keep those commitments and other times not. But I decided I wasn't willing to do that. But it wasn't an easy decision. It definitely came after a lot of heartache and prayer. I really had to seek God's will on making that decision. I will say that once I realized that divorce really was an option for me, it was a relief. I understood that now I wouldn't have to live in this unhappy um, relationship for the rest of my life, that it could be different. And I know many of my clients feel that way too. You know, if you have had the limiting belief that divorce was not an option, and then you become aware that it actually is, and that maybe that is the best solution for your situation, It can feel like the heavens parted and the ray of sunshine is shining right down on you. Even though it's not the path that you want, it's the path to peace. It's the path to a better life by getting out of this situation. I think that's important. I think that's something that if you're stuck in the limiting belief that divorce is not an option, I think you should spend some time and thought and prayer about this topic and really seek God's will for your life. Because I don't believe God wants anyone to be in a situation when there truly isn't a possibility of both people Being fulfilled in the relationship and having a marriage that is, you know, mutually beneficial and satisfying for both people. I don't think God wants anyone to stay in a situation like that. The most important principle that I really feel like you need to understand in accepting that divorce should always be an option is taking responsibility for your own happiness. And I've talked about this several different times and different contexts my podcast and in coaching, but it's the concept of emotional childhood versus emotional adulthood. And the only way to achieve emotional maturity is through self-responsibility. Being an emotional adult means taking responsibility for your own pain as well as your own joy that just because you're married doesn't mean that it's your spouse's responsibility to make you happy or meet all of your needs. All right. That is not their job. That's not why you get married. It means that you don't expect anyone else in your life to make you feel happy or secure. That's your job. That's your responsibility to meet your own needs and take care of yourself emotionally, to make yourself happy, to find that balance in your life where you feel happy and fulfilled and content no matter what that other person is doing. And for me personally, I have discovered that that usually means that there's four areas of my life that I need to take care of my needs. Physically, it's important for me And for all of us to get exercise, it does so much for your mind, for your body, and it helps you take care of yourself physically. But the mental benefits are are almost more important. The endorphins that you get when you just get outside and appreciate the beauties of the earth and get a little bit of exercise really do so much for your soul. I really think the mental benefits are better than the physical, but it's important to take care of yourself physically. It's also important to take care of yourself spiritually no matter what your spouse is doing or what else is going on in your life, you have the responsibility to connect with God. He's always there. He's waiting for you to connect with him. That's your responsibility to connect with him through prayer and scripture study and meditation, however that works for you. It's important that you take ownership of that. The other part that is so important is social. And I know for women, It can seem to be even a higher priority than for men, but it's important to connect with other people. And there are lots of ways that you can do that in your work environment. Maybe you can connect with your coworkers in your church service. You have the opportunity to serve in different callings and responsibilities and connect and serve through ministering. We have the opportunity to connect with different people and serve and love and appreciate, just love each other in ways that we probably wouldn't have if we didn't have those ministering assignments. That is so important in our lives. I really think that ministering is such a blessing in our lives because we get those opportunities that we probably wouldn't take otherwise. I know for me, I've said this before in a previous podcast, but one of the best ways to cure depression or negative thoughts is to find a purpose and serve and help other people to help other people find happiness and joy in their lives. And that many times comes through our church service. The fourth way is intellectually. It is so important that we continue learning and growing. And that's one thing that I love about coaching and just the whole world of self-help. Improving the quality of life for yourself and others is there's just endless amounts of material and new concepts and new ideas to learn and study. And if it's not that, then reading, you know, books and literature, I just feel like there's so many good things out there. And I've found for me that when I meet my own needs and those four areas that I'm content. And then what I have to offer to my spouse is a whole person a whole full person with all of my needs met. So then when we come together, we can come together as two whole balanced people that can enjoy each other and enrich each other's lives. But when we're lacking and we're needy, when we feel like our own cups aren't full or where we haven't met our own needs, physically, socially, spiritually, or intellectually, then we're lacking. And maybe we're looking to our spouse or others in our lives to meet those needs. And those are our responsibilities. That is part of being an emotional adult. Another key aspect is that we need to take full responsibility for every single thing that we feel, no matter what anyone else does or doesn't do. And I know that's not an easy thing to do. For most people, it's a huge challenge, but it is so worthwhile. And when we're able to do that, it's like we are free. We're free from those limiting beliefs, from feeling like a victim or like we're waiting on other people to make us feel happy or help us feel better. We just take ownership and we take responsibility for that assignment and we do it for ourselves. It's so empowering. That's the most important aspect. I really feel like of being an emotional adulthood is being empowered to make your life different. That's totally on you and you can change your life, how you feel about your life, the quality of your life anytime you like. And that is just a beautiful thought that I want to share with you. If you're not feeling that right now, if you're feeling like you're stuck, and you're waiting on someone else to make you feel better, I really want you to take some time and evaluate what it is you're waiting on and how are you meeting your own needs, specifically in each of the four areas that I mentioned, physically, socially, spiritually, and intellectually. I'm sure there's one of those areas, or maybe all of those areas are lacking. And if so, I want you to set some goals and do something today In each of those four areas, I have found actually a simple way to make sure each day of your life is rewarding and fulfilling and you are meeting your own needs is to do something in each of those four areas every day. Do something social, do something spiritual, do something intellectual, and do something physical every day in your life. And I think you will find those are your best days. I'm going to give you an example. Um, Let's say there's a single mother who's trying to raise her child and she's co-parenting with her ex-husband. And she believes that her ex-husband is making her feel frustrated and disappointed and sad because of his behavior with their child. As her coach, I point out how much power she is giving away to her ex-husband over her emotional life. She spends so much of her time talking about her ex and what he's doing and not doing and how he's not helping and what he's not doing for her and their child. She's giving all of her power to her ex-husband. I really want you. And I help my client to see that she is an emotional adult and it's her responsibility, no matter what he does to meet her own needs and not blame him for how she's feeling or thinking. Okay. That's where you can take your power back and really own what you have control over and let him be the type of parent he wants to be with their child. And then she gets to do the same thing. And it's really empowering when you practice that and you learn how to rein it in. It takes practice and time. But I think if once you start to pay attention to it, you'll notice when you're acting as an emotional child, you may act in childish ways like temper tantrums or outbursts or, you know, nasty remarks in response to what someone else says, right? When you're acting as an emotional adult, you're much more controlled. You're much more focused on the outcome of your interactions and how it's going to affect your relationship with whomever you're dealing with going forward. For example, with my client and her ex, she's got a lot of years ahead to have you know, be dealing with her ex-husband, it would be to her benefit to figure out how to handle this situation in a much more emotionally mature way. And that's what we're working on. And she's getting it. She's progressing. I just share that example because you may have relationships like that in your life where you're harboring these feelings and expecting them to do things that they're not or constantly talking about or being upset or having outbursts or temper tantrums or screaming matches with someone in your life. If that's happening, I want you to just take a step back and consider that it's up to you to decide how you want to show up in any relationship in your life and that you want to think about the long-term relationship. How's it going to benefit you in the future in five years and 10 years? How you interact right now. You get to choose how you want to feel about Anyone in your life, that's your choice. No matter what they do, you still get to choose how you want to show up. And you get to be the person you want to be the mother and the ex spouse. Okay. Instead of just responding or, you know, mirroring whatever their behavior is, when you slow down and take ownership of your own feelings and emotions, then you get to show up as the best version of you. That's really what I'm here to help you do. Be a better version of yourself in every situation in your life. So I want to just wrap up by reminding you guys that divorce is always an option in any marriage. And that's not a bad thing. No matter what your culture, no matter what your religion is, no matter what you believe you want for your marriage, it's also a possibility that it could end. When you get married, or if you're in a marriage, or you're considering getting remarried, divorce is always an option. That's good news. Because if you are married or you're choosing to get married, then what you gain from always having divorce as an option is empowerment. You are reminded that if you're staying in your marriage, that is your choice. That's a choice and you're still choosing to make it if you're staying in your marriage. That way you restore your power, you restore your rights and privileges to exercise your agency, no matter what your choice is. And that applies to everything in your life, not just divorce. You know, you may feel like I have to get up and get out of bed and go to work. You actually don't. There are people that don't. They lay in bed every day for as long as they can, right? It's still a choice. Whatever you do is your choice. And taking ownership of that choice actually is empowering. It can help you enjoy the responsibility of that choice and the results. Because if you choose to get divorced or you choose to stay married, you own that choice and you have the power to make it different. Either way, whether you choose divorce or you choose to stay in your marriage, when you take back the ownership and responsibility of having the freedom to choose any option you want, then it actually opens up all the possibilities. You get rid of all those limiting beliefs that can cause depression and resentment and hard feelings that can lead to even suicidal thoughts. When you open up the possibilities, then you realize you really are choosing to stay in your marriage and that's what you want. So if that's what you want, how can you make it better? How can you meet your own needs? So you are a better spouse to live with and your spouse can choose the same thing. Opening up all the choices, all the possibilities for you to choose in any situation, whether divorce or marriage or going to work every day. It actually empowers you to live a more rewarding life. I want to give you another takeaway. So two takeaways is divorce is always an option. And that is good news because that means you're empowered to choose whatever you want, whether that is to stay in your marriage or get divorced. And the second is, I want you to remember to try to meet your own needs every day. It's your responsibility. Don't try do it. Your job is to meet your own needs. And what I have found is one of the most rewarding ways to do that is in each of the four areas, physically, spiritually, socially, and intellectually. If I every day meet my own needs in each of those four areas, then I have had a good day. I am filled up a full whole person that I can now contribute to my spouse and to my friendships and my family relationships and my responsibilities in my work and in my church callings, then I have more to offer to the world if I know how to take care of my own needs. So I want to challenge you to do the same thing. So I hope this has been helpful for you guys. I'd love to hear your um, takeaways and how you feel about it. And please share the podcast, the Facebook group, invite your friends about it if you know someone that you think could benefit because. I do talk to people dealing with divorce. I coach people considering divorce, divorced, happily married. We coach on every subject in the world, but I talk about divorce a lot and about how to handle it and heal from it. All of these concepts can benefit everyone in every situation. There are always things that can apply to everyone just wanting to have a better quality of life and improve their relationships. So I hope this is helping you. I appreciate you guys being here. Have a great week, guys. Bye, y'all. Are you struggling with the trials of divorce? There is a path to find joy in your journey. I would love to help you. Go to jenzingmark.com to get all the info. There you'll find a free download to help you start thinking happier thoughts today. And you can sign up to receive my weekly newsletter. If you like what you've heard here and want to dive deeper into this work, Sign up for a free mini session with me. This is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. There is so much more. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.